Hello everyone and welcome to Parsh Inspiration. We didn't have Parsh Inspiration last week, but both Parashot Vayikra and Savdil with Korbanot. So now's a good time to discuss the idea of Korbanot. What is the idea of a Korban and why is that Hashem would want us to slaughter animals for him? I want to address this question by asking another question. One of the opening psukim of Sefer Vayikra tells us that Hashem tells the Jewish people, Adam ki akriv mikem korban la Hashem. A man, if he wishes to bring a korban to Hashem, mina behema, mina bakar, mina tzon, korban chem. So he should bring his animal from the sheep, the cattle, etc. Now Rashi quotes the Midrash, which asks a very obvious question. This opening term, Adam, man, is very unusual. It really wasn't necessary to be put there at all. So the Midrash answers that it's trying to remind us about Adam Harishon, the first man. Now with the first man, everything in the world belonged to him, and therefore it was impossible for him to steal. And therefore, he would never bring a korban from stolen property. So therefore, we should learn from here that we should not bring a korban from stolen property. Now this is a very obscure way of trying to teach us that we mustn't use stolen property for a korban. From Adam I get to everything belongs to him, and from there I get the idea that every, nothing was stolen by him, and from there I get the idea that he could not bring a stolen korban. Why can't the Torah present us something much more straightforward? But I think the Midrash is trying to tell us something actually very, very profound and deep. The great Rabbi the Ramchal, in his famous work, Mesilati Sharim, about ethical self-improvement, explains that human beings on their highest level, the level of what he calls Kedusha, such as would have been the state of Adam Harishon, the first man before the sin, are more than just human beings. According to the Ramchal, somebody on the level of Kedusha is so holy that their body becomes like a Mishkan, like a temple, like a sanctuary. According to him, when somebody like that eats food, it's like offering a korban because their body is like a Beit HaMikdash. When they eat, they're not just eating because they're hungry, they're actually trying to do something for Hashem by eating. If we take that idea a step further, we could even say that they themselves are like a korban. They are offering themselves to Hashem. And when they offer themselves as a korban before Hashem, they don't have to die in order to, to, to do so. They can make a continuous offering of themselves while they are still alive. Now the problem is, that was all well and good before man sinned, but after man sinned, we are no longer on that level anymore. We are not holy enough to offer ourselves as a korban to Hashem, but we still might want to make that expression of commitment to Hashem. How do we do that in our times? So that's what the Torah is telling us in this Pasuk. Adam ki akriv mekem korban la Hashem, a person who wants to make an offering from themselves to Hashem, to be like Adam HaRishon, you can still do it, but now Now it has to come from the, your livestock. And as the Rabban says, one of the explanations behind Korbanot is that the parts of the Korban represent what you yourself should be giving of yourself to Hashem. The limbs, the blood, etc. must all should have been your blood and your limbs. But we can't offer our own limbs and stay alive, and Hashem doesn't want us to die. So therefore Hashem created this mechanism by which we are able to have a proxy, something that stands in our place, in our offering to Hashem, that represents us as if we could have offered ourselves. And this, I believe, is why we learn from Adam that you cannot use stolen property for a korban. Because a korban is all about offering yourself. And now if you can't offer yourself, but you have to offer something that belongs to you, that represents you. Aside from the obvious fact that you cannot offer stolen property because that's glorifying stealing. But over and above that problem, there's an even more fundamental problem is that the korban will not be representing you. And that is what a korban is all about. Now, what's the lesson for us in our times? Without a Beit HaMikdash, without a temple, what can we do? Well, in a sense, we have no choice but to go back to the original model. We have to offer of ourselves to Hashem. 
even though we're not on the level of Adam HaRishon, but nevertheless, we have to offer our blood, our sweat and tears to Hashem. We have to dedicate our hearts in tefillah to Hashem. This is the avenue that we have today of offering an korban to Hashem. And if we are sincere, Hashem is essentially telling us that He will accept our offerings. And now for today's riddle. Based on today's message, why do our rabbis call a shul, a synagogue, mikdash ma'at, a miniature mikdash? Thank you everyone for listening and I just want to wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.